Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Welcome to It's Become a Whole Thing, a podcast that takes a highbrow look at the lowbrow trash we love. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and each week we'll tap into the cultural zeitgeist by looking at the best and worst moments of TV history. Because here, we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and how are you, my sweet babes, my sweet trolls? How are you doing today? How you going? Um, as you're listening to this, I'll be in Mexico. Oliver's best friend is getting married, so we're going down to Mexico. But you guys, you know what? I don't leave you hanging. Like When I say that I am like the hype house in terms of content output except if that hype house just had one member and it was a depressed millennial i mean like, i'm not fucking around here <laughs> all all i really mean by that is that i'll be gone for two weeks but i have two podcast episodes lined up two patreon episodes because uh we can't stop won't stop um i stay in my right grind set you know i i live um by the rise and grind mentality and so yeah that's that's really it uh so it's really funny because today we're going to be talking about Lindsay lohan's beach club and it's so interesting because last week we recapped the story of brooke shields and really both shows both the show and the documentary in a very roundabout way they're both about someone who had a very, very challenging, troubled life as a child star and what they did in the aftermath to process that. Except, uh, like, Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club is, like, the demonic version. I just have to say, okay, you guys, I'm pretty sure you guys know my intentions. Like, I have the best of intentions, and I'm so excited for just the place that Lindsay Lohan seems to be in 
currently she seems to be in a fantastic place. Um, she's got a baby on the way. I don't know. Like I rooted for her and I've been rooting for her, you know, I mean, I guess ever since the parent trap, like I love Lindsay and, but you know, in order to understand the future, you have to understand the past. And the past is 2019 when this fever dream of a show debuted. And I've got Emily Hanks from the podcast She Speaks Bravo on. She was just the perfect guest to process the, I don't even want to call it journey. You'll see. It's such a wild show and a wild ride. And it's almost incomprehensible. But we picked it apart. I think we did it justice. Uh, So... Other than that, um, I love you guys. I just love and appreciate you guys. Uh, I hope you're having a good day. And if you're not, that's okay, too. I'm just sending you all love, everyone who's listening. And if you wouldn't mind supporting the podcast, you can do that by downloading the episode. You can hit me with a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or, I don't know, Pandora. Like I don't know. Wherever you're listening to your podcast, hit me with a rating. And if you'd like extra content every week, you can sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash it's become a whole thing. It's $5 a month. It's pretty reasonable. You get four extra episodes a month. And that's pretty much it. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay. And we're back with Emily from She Speaks Bravo. Hi. Hi. How's it going? good it's so funny to have another emily to talk to i know another pop culture emily i know have you met a lot of emily's in your life uh i was one of six in my grade in high school what? yeah yep so what so you you had to be like emily's a emily b emily whatever and there were like two of us with a similar last name so it had to yeah it got complicated i actually stopped answering to my name for many years after that because it was just like it was never me when people were like yelling no, always. So, wow. Yeah. I knew not another Emily until I was like in my 20s. Really? Isn't that bizarre? Yeah, that is. Yeah. Like, I literally, when I met another Emily, I went, wow, this is my first other Emily that I've met in real life. Like, obviously, I knew other Emilys existed, but like, I had never in my real life met one. And that was my first time working in an environment where there was another Emily and we had to be differentiated. So exact opposite of you. Okay. Isn't that well, weird? Yeah, that is bizarre. I mean, oh my God, I wish I, we could have like balanced out somewhere in between. I had like way too many Emily. It's <laughs> a six. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I like, maybe I feel like a bit of a kindred connection to you from that. And like, well, also, <laughs> we also have friends in common. Um, yes. Have, you know, Lauren at the Zen Blonde, you know, and just like, it's a small world, like the whole yeah. pop culture commentary on the internet world, I want to say. Yeah. It is a small world, yet a vast world at the same time. That's true. It's clicky, too. It's like there's little like sections of, of friends and like it's cute. I think it's cute. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't like that group. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's the thing. So, yeah, I I, I kind of like I, I'll spill tea on my Patreon, but I've drawn the line like I don't talk about other podcasters. So I'm like too small I, yeah, world. Same. Like not really fair. But like too dangerous. But it's kind of like, yeah, it's a bit of like you hear about like there's clicks, there's drama behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Like there's there's like things that go on. There's like drama <laughs> like, within the content creator world. Oh, yeah. 
And I didn't know about it for a while because like I kind of stayed on the outskirts for a bit when I first started my uh, my account. Like I wasn't really posting a lot. I just, I really just, I hated being on my personal account after COVID. I was just like, we were, I don't know, we were like on our phones too much. So when I started my Bravo account, I was like, this is so fun. Like when I open this account, it's just Bravo content and like pop culture content. This is way better than like seeing people hiking and being like, get outside and like, shut up. So like, I just was using it kind of like a personal account and was watching other people post. And so I didn't really know how deep people got into it. As I got a little further into it, someone would send me like, oh my God, did you hear that person hates that person? And then would tell me this crazy story. And then of course I'm like, tell me everything. Cause I just love all the drama. I haven't been involved in too much controversy yet. I had one little controversy, but that's it so far. Oh, do you care to tell or is this for another day? Uh, I can't, I mean, it wasn't, okay. It wasn't too bad. And actually we've squashed the beef. It was actually, my name of my podcast wasn't always, she speaks Bravo. It was at one point called something else. And that was a little bit controversial because someone else's Instagram handle was that name, but it was a quote, a quote that we all say all the time from Roni. I don't want to say the name of it because it'll get all the way. Okay. No, sorry. I'm, I'm crying. I'm crying too much. (laughs) Oh, was that? sorry. I'm like, I'm like, I keep my drama off air. I don't like to stoke it. Then I'm like, get all, all the details you for you. you uh, yeah. So it was that. You guessed it. Fine. And to be honest, it was really hard to say that podcast title anyway. Like, welcome. To, it was so it all worked out perfectly. Um, but she was upset. Um, and I talked about it on air. This is what I didn't know anyone was listening to my podcast. Honestly, I had no idea people even knew I had a podcast. It was like the very beginning. And this was my first foray into that. And then we had a little back and forth. Um, But I apologized for whatever harm I caused. And um, I ended up changing the name to something that makes way more sense. My name was already We Speak Housewives on Instagram. So I was like, let me just change all of it. She Speaks Bravo. Duh. And you do speak Bravo. Actually, that's a great segue to introducing your podcast for anyone who isn't already a listener. (laughs) She does speak Bravo. I, I speak. I mean, I didn't know that like there was a market for that. I didn't know that me watching like endless hours of Bravo TV, probably because I was like having anxiety and was like, let me watch something familiar. Like I would put on Roni or like Beverly Hills or something I'd watched a million times just like to calm myself when I was having a bad day. Yeah. So I only know this stuff because of like, you know, just mental health issues. I had, oh, yeah. no idea, I had no idea that there was like a market for this. So when I saw there was a whole world of like this, I was like, oh my God. It's like an ecosystem. I know. I, I've started to realize that I think almost all Bravo watchers, like people that are really passionate about it, have anxiety. It's like, yep. I don't know. It's like this calming thing. There's also just a specific type of person who is calmed by watching people scream at each other in a restaurant. And like, that's me and that's you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like when I'm falling asleep to like Atlanta ladies screaming at each yes. other. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so a, soothing. It's, it's soothing. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy that there is a market for it because it felt like a useless talent for a really long time. But I'm like, oh, good. I'm, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you attract like-minded people. That's the other thing I've realized from doing all of this. Like the amount of listeners that listen and also 
deal with anxiety and depression. I mean, like the Venn diagram is like a circle, you know, I'm like, hello, (laughs) welcome. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's not a coincidence that if you watch like the same shows on repeat because it comforts you that you probably also deal with anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And also, I don't know, I think that there's, I'm not going to say we're all brilliant, um, but I'm not going to not say that. I think that like there's there's I'll just people that get that this is about humanity and this is about what this tells us about ourselves. Like it's kind of like it makes me think of like Laura the Flies, how it just reveals human nature like after they had the plane crash. And it's like same with how we react to these people on our TV screens. I agree. I've actually also gotten into the challenge lately because I fell off of the challenge MTV's road rules. I, I fell off of it years ago and Paramount Plus has it like all streaming basically as far back as they can go because I feel like it goes back so far, like probably before they could even turn it into a streaming option. That is such a different animal because they throw them into this like pressure cooker of insanity I'm so used to watching Bravo. I'm used to watching like reality where they're, you know, living lives, you know, and yeah. like going home and stuff. That show, they are saying and doing things that are like, cancel them, fire them, never let them come back on this show again. But because it, they put them in the most insane circumstances, they're like, all right, come back and do another challenge, baby. Like, it's all part of the game. I'm like, what? the? It is intense but i'm also obsessed with the show can't stop watching like i'm gonna be doing a whole series on it i think i can't even stop okay maybe i'm gonna need to watch you need to watch yeah you're selling it to me Um, oh my god yes watch then i can talk to you about it i think i will now i think i'm gonna have to i because i usually yeah i like watching kind of like people chatting just quote-unquote real life very much in uh air quotes yes but yeah, I don't like too many, like, you need this sort of skill to compete type of thing. But if it's people under pressure acting crazy, I'm right up my alley. Here's the difference in why I like the challenge. They bring back the same people. Because I think that's why we like Bravo. I think we like getting to know, like, we like story arcs. Well, it's like sports. Like, people get traded to different teams, you know, and, like, new players come on. And like... Yeah, you get to see character development because they come back season after season. And you get to say things like, man, Wes has really come a long way since when he first started doing this. And so, like, season 38 just happened, for example. And you remember Wes from, like, season 15. So, like, so many years have gone by. So, I mean, I'm talking, I binged. It took me weeks, but I binged from like season whatever it starts at. I think it starts at like season 11 all the way to the most recent one. I did a free week trial on Philo, Philo, whatever it is, so that I could watch the most recent season. I canceled that. I watched it in one week and I canceled it before they got me. But it is worth the watch. Please watch it. Everyone listening, go do a challenge binge so we can all talk about it. Okay, well, maybe I'll have to watch it and like have you back someday. I mean, yeah, I'm going to do a series. Don't have you on mine. We'll all talk about it. Okay, I'm I'm sold. Well, okay, so actually, so you bring up a point. So you cover Bravo on your show. And when we were talking about what shows we wanted to cover, like I want to give you options, but I was thinking ahead of time, like it might be fun to do a non Bravo show because I'm so happy. Oh, well, I gave you a pretty long list of choices. And when you selected Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, I was like, okay. I already knew like we had things in common, but I'm like, you get it on a very profound level in the same way that I see reality TV. And then 
And then, because I also like when I'm asking to be a guest, I don't want to give you 20 hours of homework. You know, I, I want to be like, okay, Joe, just pick one episode. But you were like, I can't. There's so much going on. There's too many. I was like, okay, no, you really get it. <laughs> there is no picking one episode of Lohan no. Beach Club. No. Actually, let's get right into it. You yes. you said it. Okay, we're here to cover Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, the Odyssey. We're gonna go on a journey today, guys. Like just <laughs> just like buckle in, like take a seat. I don't know, drink some water, like whatever you have to do. Just like everyone watches me, I'm watching them. The camera's flipped now. Boss bitch. Um, I'm curious, what is your relationship to this show? So I was introduced to the show by my sister because okay. she introduced me to the show, uh, the podcast, Sexy Unique Podcast. Uh, yeah. Do you know that? Sup? You yeah, know that podcast? Yeah. So did you listen to their coverage of Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club? Um, I saw a bit of it pop up like I, when I was doing research. I didn't want to listen to it just because we were about to recap. So I didn't want to like, you know, cross too many wires. But but yeah, they're they're great. Okay, so. I have listened to them recap this show twice through. Like I've gone back, like I was traveling and I went and was like, I'm going to listen to it again because they are hilarious when they did it. So I watched Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club. I probably watched it like, I don't know, three years ago, maybe four years well, it was ago. On, it was on in 2019. So it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. I watched it. Like my sister's like, you have to have to watch this show. And it is just absurd. Like it's just an absurd show that makes no sense. And I'm just surprised Lindsay was willing to do it. But I also get why she thought she could. But then it was like, it loses the plot completely. Like you don't have a clue what's happening. Um, <laughs> so you're watching it like, <laughs> what is a brand ambassador? <laughs> like You're watching it going. Okay, there's, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> there's there... no job description whatsoever no yet they know they're doing it wrong sometimes they're doing it right though sometimes they're like i'm so proud of them and i'm like well what did they do well that's exactly <laughs> it like when, <laughs> like when you're like thinking about picking an episode from this season that's like saying pick a part of a dream you had last night it's like <laughs> yes you can't it's all one big fever dream and like the, what's funny is that it's like positioned kind of as a competition show but there's no mm. rules. There's no way of determining the winner. Like, but there's always this reinforced idea that things need to be shaken up. Who's going to make it to the end? Who will be sent home? With there's no limited spots. For what? And they never say how many spots, what people's different roles are. Like, it... <laughs> <laughs> it's so absurd. And from episode to episode, things change. And so you can't just pick one episode because no. the change from one to the next is what makes it so good. It's truly a whole piece. Like you have to talk about it in its entirety in order to really capture the magic. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> I, like, absolutely. And it was, <laughs> for me, it was so wild to get back into watching because I, <laughs> like, I feel like I... <laughs> I have this like soul connection to the show for a very strange reason. Like, okay, so it wasn't that long ago when it came out, but at the time I was in this super dysfunctional relationship and it was awful. And I was like, you know what would make this better if we moved in together? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. 100%. Great, um, great choice. Which was so short lived. Like, I'm pretty sure we moved in together right when the show started. And like by the time it ended, we were moving out. And. <laughs> 
it was like <laughs> it was like a, it was like i know so brutal but it was this dark time but i feel like the show was like anchoring me like i would like really look forward to each episode <laughs> and i just felt like <laughs> that says everything about the relationship too <laughs> oh my god but like Lindsay lohan's beach club and Mikos was angering me i know like i felt like like the show made no sense like the relationship made no sense i was like I know what you mean, though, because like the comfort of some shows really do do that to you. Like, thank God this show exists because I can go to Mykonos and be with my friends. Yeah, my friends or uh, whoever these these people are. Yeah. And so, okay, so usually I recap shows from a while back. So I talk about um, the top Billboard songs at the time. But I thought, okay, so this show debuted January 8th, 2019. I thought it'd be fun just to like look back at what the hits were because I also feel like since the pandemic no one really has a concept of time so I was like what were yeah, the I hits? don't have a yeah good call yeah I don't when I saw the number one song of that week was without me by Halsey I was like what I I had to look it up because <laughs> I was like what is I couldn't even sing a bar but it was like it's that song like tell me how's it feel sitting out there you know what I'm like, yeah. <laughs> God, God. We're gonna maybe need to cut that out. Don't leave a one-star review if you if you had to sit through that, listeners. Okay. Let's, let's pretend that never happened. <laughs> that was amazing though. Please don't take that out. Um, yeah, we had Thank You Next by Arna Grande. I guess let's say I guess mm-hmm. she just broken up with yeah. Pete. Um Sycamo by Travis Scott. No fatalities were connected to his name yet <laughs> yeah right and girls like you by maroon five featuring cardi b and I, like i just have to say that no matter what decade i cover a show in no matter what month like maroon five is in the top five isn't that bizarre yes i never realized that they're as popular as they are because i feel like they're just not I think it's just like the perfect like grocery store kind of like elevator music, you know? It's yeah. like you play it before like a basketball game. I don't know. It's like just it's in the background. No one's really like a Maroon 5 head. Yeah, cuz it's like no one wants to admit it. It's like Maroon 5 is that band that like is your secret favorite. Like no one admits that they've totally bought the whole album on iTunes, but they're like I did. But they're like, "Ooh, who bought this?" Well, I mean, oh, who yeah. Put this I, on my who put this on my playlist. <laughs> considering i just talked about my whole odyssey with the show Lindsay Lohan's beach i'm in no place to judge anyone's yeah. preferences so like if you are a maroon five head and you're listening like i love that for you it's just it's not my cup of tea but i'm very amazed at- i think people enjoy hating on them but like secretly most people like them oh like kind of like a nickelback kind of yeah situation. yes <laughs> good that was a good comparison well, you did. <laughs> I would well I was just so I was just in New York with a bunch of other podcasters and uh Shannon from Fluently Forward she loves like stirring the pot in the funniest way so we went to karaoke and all of her songs were like Nickelback songs I was like this is incredible and everyone was so into it does everyone know the words too oh yeah Yeah, oh yeah exactly it's isn't that funny it's like these really mainstream songs that people just like to make fun of it's like but you know the words I know I know so yeah anyway so that's where we were at this That's moment we in were. time. So now so I want to, yeah. So now we're just travel back to Mykonos in our mind, and I love like, it. like we were saying, like so, yeah. There's no parameters. Um, the skills needed aren't really outlined either. No. Um, and I wrote down this quote from Lindsay. 
She goes, at the end of this summer, I'm going to decide who's going to go where with the Lohan brand in and outside of Greece. (laughs) (laughs) See, the voice you did was perfect because the accent Lindsay has is she's speaking as if English is her second language. (laughs) I called it her pan-continental accent. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, Lindsay, you speak English. You speak it fluently. But she's speaking like Pano speaks. Yeah, she had a very thick accent at the time. And I remember there was a quote, I actually had to pull it up because I was like, how did she justify this? But she said that at the time, told the Daily Mail, it was a mixture of the languages that she can understand or I'm trying to learn and listed them off. And I'm like, okay, not to be like, whatever, annoying, but I'm like, I speak three languages and I have... Oh, I just, I don't know. I feel like. (laughs) No, no, she's, no, Lindsay was not all there. Yeah. Oh, no. But I'm just saying, at no point am I like, (laughs) like, (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) Or just, it's like a mystery accent because it's not really of any one country. Um, And like, she's also got like that Vaseline filter on the show her face her face gets legitimately blurry but like not even just because of the filter like towards the end it's literally like no no your face is actually not fitting right like it devolves yeah and i'm gonna cover the rise of Lindsay lohan you know and the where are they now i just want to say like first and foremost i'm always rooting for Lindsay. always always in her corner and we're just here to document history okay we're journalists yes yes no like let it be known that like i stan lindsay lohan yes okay stan root for her she deserves all the wins she can get but there is no denying that this show was comedy like absurd comedy almost like um like monty python-esque yes and like it's comedy it's like they pitched this to Lindsay because like, Lindsay's starting this beach club and they're like, here's what we're going to do, Lindsay. You need um, you need cabana people, I guess, bottle <laughs> service people. But she's like, no, brand ambassadors. And they're like, OK, whatever. Um, so we're going to do a reality show where it's kind of like a competition thing. And they fight for these spots because she's like, yes, I need brand ambassadors or like whatever. Cool. And then. She's signed up for a reality show, but I'm not sure she 100% understood what that meant. And then these people who were cast to be on a reality show, she's like, oh, wait, you just want to be on a show? And they're like, yes. And she's like, like, "How you just want to be on a show. How dare you want to be on a show? And they're like, (laughs) I don't understand. So then like, I bet she's talking to production all the time. She's like, they just want to be on a show. And they're like, yes, it's a show. We're making a show. I know that like ambiguity it made me want a show about the making of Lindsay Uh, Lohan I I just wish there was someone documenting the behind the scenes so (laughs) badly because she's not mic'd so many times like so many times they can't even get a mic on her they have to (laughs) subtitle and caption it all the time because they're like we can't even get her fucking mic up we can't even get her to mic up Jesus Christ. And she'll like sit over off to the side because they probably had it marked like she'll sit here to talk to Panos. But instead she goes and sits with some other random people and they're like, just get her over there. Go talk to her over there. Go talk Panos, go talk to her over there. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, you cannot get this show made. <laughs> no. Like, it's just lost so, control. You like, you see the struggle and even, okay, and I'm saying this like with just the caveat that like she looks incredible at this moment like 
2023 and she's beautiful, oh, she whatever. Amazing now. But I also feel like I saw that struggle play out in like what her makeup was like because mm. I don't want to say she was set up to fail because I don't know what was going on behind the scenes, but like no one looks good in full sun on the beach with like a thick black eyeliner and like dark red lips. Like no one. And but she has that oh, like mo- a lot of the time like was using drugs for sure. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like you could tell like when she had not slept, you could tell like there were times where I was like, I think she slept there. Like I think she just <laughs> was at the club and like woke up and was like, I am here. <laughs> like oh, in the cabana, someone just gave her a little hairbrush. Oh my god! <laughs> and she just like wakes up. She's like. That's right. I'm here. <laughs> it was nuts. And nuts. Like, I've been there, Lindsay. I've slept on the beach. Okay. Girl. You know, I hey. have had years. Okay. Years I will never get back that I wish I could. So this is no judgment. All right. No. I am no poster child. No, we're not. And actually, it's so true. Like about her not being mic'd. Like there's like cameras just chasing her. And you can tell it's not like it's not in a like this is part of what we set up. She was supposed to be like the anchor. Like she was supposed to give them commentary, have these moments where they were like, okay, Lisa's going to break down what's happening. But they couldn't get her to really break it down at all. <laughs> no. Like there's this part when you listen to Sup, uh, they have this part that where they talk about there's a moment where the person has a baby. And she's like, oh, my God, the baby. <laughs> and they do a whole bit about like just how absurd it is that there's this baby. And now Lindsay's like <laughs> holding this baby and how it's like, no, no, I don't really feel comfortable <laughs> her holding a baby. But like she looks like she's kind of peeking maybe on like whatever, maybe Molly, who knows? And they're like, imagine like if that was a thing, like if they talk about a whole maybe club babies become a thing, <laughs> like people take a baby to a club. And they're like, here you go. They just take the baby away. Because it just was like, why? Why is this happening? Her other favorite thing Lindsay does is say, fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off with her hand. Fuck off. You know? Fuck off. Okay. Fuck off. If they want their own show, fuck off. Fuck off. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. I like It's These poor people having to act like they're like, this is totally fine. You can see the panic in their eyes though you can like you can tell like they're not they don't know what's going on and like they're scared but they're like smiling and like trying to be professional like you're so like okay the way you described like how she like (laughs) didn't know what she was signing up for clearly (laughs) i had this thought it kind of resulted in almost this like demonic vanderpump rules style thing where like she's lisa vanderpump but (laughs) <laughs> and it takes a lot for me to say like demonic Vanderpump rules, right? Like that show is already like dark, but this is like <laughs> But like she didn't want it to be like that. Like she didn't know that she was making that show and then she feels like betrayed, but then she also is making that show. Oh god. Yeah. And even though she's not in it a lot, when she is, it's so riveting that it's like it's worth watching these random people you kind of don't really fully care about. It's worth it just for her to randomly pop up and do. You never know what she's going to do next. Yeah. And here's what's also great is that they cast a bunch of assholes, too. Well, Brent, at least. Brent is just the biggest piece of shit in the world. Like when he goes on that rant about how Sarah's ugly, he wouldn't even look twice at her at a club in Vegas. You know, she's, you know, maybe she lost seven pounds. And the producers clearly hate 
that guy, Brent, because they show and leave in him vomiting right outside and the vomit on his face. Like, that's how you know they hate someone because they could have cut that. They could have just let us see him maybe vomit a little bit. But they're like, oh, we're leaving it in because you're a piece of shit. No, they yeah, no, they showed him bent over retching on the side of the road with a floodlight on him. Yeah, that's when you know the floodlight on him (laughs) pissed off (laughs) production, like not even like in the dark where you could just see his outline. No, like we're seeing him in full like his eyes are gone. Yeah, actually. okay, so you can't really break this down scene by scene, but I do want to mention like how they set this whole thing up. So first, before we meet the quote-unquote brand ambassadors like the we brand see, ambassadors Ugh. yeah <laughs> we see with brent is included we see Lindsay talking with her business partner panos and panos is like he's Love. also he's equally the star of this show he's yes incredible. right like right away like when you meet him the way he's like walking around he's like okay here's the club and he's just yeah. like he's just power like he's boundary king too like he knows exactly like he doesn't get angry he's like don't do that don't ever do that again okay <laughs> go back like he just, I would have killed to be like that when I was still managing restaurants. I would have just killed to be like, no, 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 don't do that. Go away. <laughs> when he said, this business is cutthroat. Everyone is replaceable. I don't take bullshit. Uh, yeah. If they do anything wrong, I'm going to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> he's savage too. Like when he's just like, Jules is just like, you know, boring. Like she's just not, she's no magic. Like he's just <laughs> savage about it. And then same thing with Alex. Like when they just think someone's boring. I know they hate, they hate some it. people for like not any real reason. Yeah. Like even when he's even 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 when he's introducing Lindsay, he's like, "Me and Lindsay didn't connect at all. I didn't like her at all. We did. then we put our differences aside. We opened a yeah. nightclub." I'm like, "Okay, yeah. like yeah. also, where was that show?" No, he he definitely makes it clear. Like I'm attached right now to Lindsay, but like not too much. Yeah, he said she's family right now. I was like, right now, okay, <laughs> yeah, Boundary King, love that. Boundary King. Yeah. And so we see her and Panos and they're looking at resumes together. And this is like the start of like Lindsay's many like one-liners that they kind of make sense if you don't think about them too much. Like She's looking at someone's resume. She goes, if she has more makeup than me, she's fired. The struggle is real. And I was like, what struggle? (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) What struggle? (laughs) You mean if she looks better than you or what? (laughs) (laughs) she always says too she's like i like this person because she's had a hard life i relate to that i know she's always really relating to that about someone oh i know and then she's like always bringing it back to lessons she's learned on set uh but yeah like also there's a lot of moments where i feel like there's certain exercises that have been taken directly from treatment facilities just like you know, yeah. I'm sure you can tell from like listening to my show that like I've been in therapy and those themes like make their way in. But this is like directly like, no, this was like something you just actually did. It, you know, and also I also crack up that she's comparing herself to like Janita, who's like, you know, grown up in a very like impoverished, b- bad area with like abuse. And she's like, yes, when I was on set, Jane Fonda told me I needed to get my ass to work. I'm like, OK, well, that's a little different. Well, I, yeah, Lindsay had an extremely traumatic childhood, but for completely different reasons than yeah, yeah Janina growing up in poverty. Like Lindsay had a tough childhood because her dad's Michael Lohan because she yes. was a child star, and like it's not even yeah. it's not even comparable. But she's like, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but but okay, so like first, like I feel like 
you kind of know everything about the show, just how it's going to go from the first episode where first they're looking at resumes. Then we cut to the brand ambassadors. They're in their house and they're just partying. No one's telling them that they're on the clock or anything. Um, They provided the alcohol. They provided the alcohol. And at what looks like, I don't know, 11 p.m., Lindsay, (laughs) Lindsay and Panos show up and they're not happy. Like they're drunk. I'm trying to build an empire here. This is not Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we thought we were just supposed to be home having fun making a TV show. Like, we thought that was also part of the job. I know. And, like, then she sits down with them and, like, the atmosphere is so tense. And I felt like no matter how they tried to edit it, every time she talked to the brand ambassadors, it was tense. Then <laughs> <laughs> poor Gabby. I felt bad for Gabby. Me too. Gabby is someone who we meet. Panos immediately tells her to dye her hair. <laughs> I love it because the DJ has blue hair. I can't have two people with blue hair at the club. Oh, like no, Avatar. of course. Of course. <laughs> like Avatar. And he-, <laughs> <laughs> and he tells her to dye it pink. He's like very specifically. She's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's willing to do that. But of course, Lindsay will never let this go, though, for the rest of the series. She will not let go that Gabby was in her bra. Never. She'll never let it go. That or that she thinks Jules is religious. Or that. Or that. So <laughs> Jules, like, <laughs> Gabby's like, <laughs> Gabby's drunk. She's in her bra. She's a little too talkative, whatever, but she's not so bad. None of them are really that bad, except for Brent, who she seems totally fine with. But Jules she loves like, Brent. She who's loves the worst Brent. of all of them. Brent is like the literal terror of the house. Oh my God, Lindsay. It says like, it all actually it says it all jules is like the most just like saltine cracker like super quiet just like yeah, this little blondie like she's like a model she doesn't say much and Lindsay like hones in on her and like also never really lets it go she asks she's asking them all about their intentions and their story and and like jules is like yeah i moved like to denver like i need to spread my wings and fly and like Lindsay then asks her if she's buddhist and she's like, which is said, like, what? She's like, what? <laughs> she said she moved <laughs> like, to Denver. Like, what do you? <laughs> I'm like, wh- that correlation. I was like, why would she be Buddhist? Yeah. And then she talks about how she meditates. But then she says to Jules that she's going to watch her really closely because, quote, she's so religious. Yep. I was like, OK. <laughs> 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 and she hates Jules from like that day on. <laughs> like (laughs) the connections just no one can follow her no one can understand where any of it's going no panos is just like yeah well that's she said it that's Lindsay. yeah panos panos is like he's here for it he's here for the chaos yeah (laughs) he knows what he got signed up with he's like i know we said we're gonna do a tv show i feel like he kind of likes the drama he loves it he's like we're throwing them off let's see if they can handle it yeah, We're yeah, throwing and them like, out their game. This is what being a brand ambassador is all about. Which, for all the talk, every episode of what this is about, we never really learn what it's about. And if you ask, "What are you asking of us? What do you want?" He's like, "You should just know. You should just know. How dare you ask?" Panos hates when you actually ask what you need from us. And Panos hates when you're not working, including when he shows up at your house at 11 p.m. Like they're pissed. 
It's like night one. They've supplied alcohol. They're jumping in the pool. They're drinking. And how dare you? Yeah. So then we meet Brent, who, like, as you mentioned, he's the worst one on the show. He makes great, great TV. But like the first thing he says, like, if you had to describe me, I do everything 100 (laughs) percent. You already know you're like, I'm going to hate you. He's truly one of the worst people I've ever seen on TV. One of the worst. And that says a lot for what we've seen. Yep. And I was like, when he said that, I was like, I don't think I do anything at 100%. Like, and also no one does. I think I do things at like a 30 to 40%. Unless like if I've had like a Vivance and like a latte, like maybe like 85%. I'm not like, <laughs> like 100, no matter what, keeping it moving. I'm like, okay. And he just like, he has so many one-liners, like, I have boss mentality. I'm an alpha. He's like a satire of those business hustle accounts. And he's also like major gay panic. Yes. Major gay panic. Okay. Yes. I have so many notes about that. I'm like, I'm like, not to majorly stereotype him. I'm pretty sure he's a closeted gay yeah. man or bi, whatever. Like he. I've never seen anything like it. So blatant. Well. When men are so homophobic, but then they're talking about how unattractive women are, I'm like, aren't you giving yourself away? Like, isn't that kind of obvious? Yep. Like, point. Because, I mean, later on, uh, or this is like in a later episode, um, he he makes a move on Sarah, right? Mm-hmm. Sarah, one of, one of the girls, and it kind of doesn't work out. And he just, he goes off and he's calling her ugly, saying all the girls are twos at the house. Um, but then he's also saying, like, you guys know I don't like like blonde white girls. I'm like, okay, well, this is like a Middle Eastern model. So you're not you don't like blonde girls. You don't like everyone else is a two. So who <laughs> sir, who are you attracted to then? Mm, like and he's call. like, listen, sweetie, listen, honey. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're like, <laughs> okay, girl. <laughs> girl, I see you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Aristotle is probably one of the most secure men in his sexuality and brent hates that I know. brent's like how could you let that man touch you like that it's like <laughs> okay dude relax got it noted i've never seen anything like that on television no aristotle is this other ambassador who he's just like quiet he mentions that he has social anxiety quiet, and brent yeah. brent is so triggered by him it's so true i think maybe he's not, like attracted to him like, i was gonna say he clearly has a crush on aristotle yeah because like he's ranting and raving about the girls about aristotle okay in one of his rants about how ugly all the girls are he throws in that he's like at the end of the day i could sleep two hours work for 22 no problem as long as i'm adding value <laughs> what <laughs> like he's talking about what like are you how they even saying dude he's talking about how they don't work hard or something <laughs> as long as i'm adding value okay bye yeah no i know and then yeah later aristotle um is with a vip client the client asks if he can wash his feet so he complies and brent loses his fucking mind he never lets it go throughout never. the rest of the show. He will never let it go. I can't believe you would let it go. You would you would do that. Well, it's also because like he was criticized for kissing Natasha, who was another VIP client. And then it's like, well, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't wash someone's feet. No, well, no, not at all. And yeah, can we talk about the VIP clients and VIP cabanas? Because yeah, they're really not. That, <laughs> sorry, they're not that big a deal. The cabanas are like the cabanas just, like are little things. 
I feel Capanis. like I can purchase one on like that's what Wayfair. <laughs> yeah, like no, not even Wayfair, like Home Depot. You know, like it's like okay, it's, it's like some bamboo mats and a little outdoor patio, big cushion, um, a little paper lantern. And that's why they need the brand ambassadors to make it feel so extra special. Because it's like, guys, this isn't really that. Yeah. Super yeah. VIP. They're not that big a deal. Yeah. And I mean, the whole club itself, it's a little rickety. If you caught, like, they did an aerial shot and it was just like, it looked like an airport hangar. I was like, it's all like concrete all around the beach. I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's the VIP <laughs> VIP cabanas are not that big a deal. I love the uh, gaze that Lindsay has in town that she's like torturing. First, she tortures them with like the fish or they're shucking the fish and they're like, is this how you do it? And she's like, what is this, Atlanta? This is that- Greece. <laughs> we shuck the fish. And then she like makes him eat the eye. And then later she'll like mess with them with the lobster. Like these poor men who were like, I thought we were going to be filming on your show. And she's like, that's not what I want to do here. Like these poor guys. It's word salad. (laughs) It's like pure because like, especially especially when she's with her gaze at at her her villa. Like makes no sense. When he asked if he wants to chop up the fish and she said, this isn't Atlanta. Do you know what that means? I don't know. I'm like, are they from Atlanta or do you eat? uh, I don't know. Because then right after he goes like, oh, you're like Martha Stewart over here. And she goes, I'm not Martha Stewart. I've already been to jail. And I was like, wait, but. (laughs) <laughs> You've both been to jail. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Did you watch Lindsay the miniseries? The one she did with Oprah? This yeah, is a while th- ago. Yes, I did. Like she had these like chaotic gay men who were like, let's play games with knives and like do yes. and then she would say all kinds of weird things and they wouldn't flinch. Yep. 
I do remember that one. Yeah. I feel like if you're signing up to be on Lindsay's crew at that point in her life, then you you knew what you were signing up for. Yeah. And like, I guess maybe they're all in the same wavelength, you know, and we're just, we haven't caught that wave. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. we don't, yeah. it really doesn't make sense to us. Uh, yeah. Speaking of actually, well, she has too many like incredible one-liners like throughout yeah. the show. Um, but speaking of like, kind of like word salad, iconic lines, she is talking about like running the business and she kind of starts off every show by talking about how people have always judged her. So now it's her time to judge them. And like people have judged her for going to clubs. So now she's going to open a club. And I'm like, yes, I, yes, yes. That's her thing. That's like why she's done this club. People have already judged me for partying. So now I'm just going to own a club. What? Yeah. And then at the start of every show, she's like, just as everyone watches me, I'm watching them. (laughs) (laughs) And also, if you notice the show starts different, like it'll be like, uh, last time on, and then she'll go. I'm Lindsay Lohan, and it won't yeah. be a it won't be a synopsis. Or instead of it being like last time on Lohan Beach Club, it'll be like last time on I'm Lindsay Lohan. Like the title of the show keeps changing. That's how chaotic this shit was. I thought that that was just like my okay, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what? Sometimes uh, they like cut certain parts out for like licensing or whatever i thought maybe it was like just weirdly i'm like maybe it's a canadian chopping she'd be like last time i oh my god that was it <laughs> now i swear they like they're like this is the best we can do we could we just say it right <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, I, I was scared of Lindsay when she had the champagne gun okay Okay, we're on the exact same way. <laughs> we're she on the exact same way. She looked way too happy with it. She no. was like, if that had bullets in it, I'm like, we, okay, I'm glad that it was just with champagne. Because okay. she I was need going to... up to people eating. No, I need to, I need to like fully, okay. I... <laughs> I need to fully break this down because that like actually haunted me. And like, I forgot how, like, I don't know. It just didn't strike me the first time I watched. But this time I was like, I was scared as well. <laughs> like, and everyone was scared. <laughs> But like, okay, setting the tone for this, a few. It's okay. really funny. Okay, a few episodes before the champagne gun, she makes her first reference to Putin. Okay, so yes. she's like, she goes, running the biz, there can be no emotion involved. The second you become emotional, I become Putin. <laughs> You're like, why Putin? I'm like, but okay. I don't, again, like not following. That's okay. But like, I, yeah. And you're like, all right, maybe she's okay. She's, she's knowledgeable about the world. All right. Yeah. But like the champagne gun scene is exactly why, like when I was watching, I was like, oh, maybe I'll fast forward through some scenes. And so I do my first like big fast forward and it's cutting to her just running around doing these stiff moves. I'm like, okay, no, no, I got to rewind. I got to watch this whole thing <laughs> because they'll be a, kind of trying to have like a coherent scene amongst the ambassadors and then she just pops up out of nowhere oh yeah out of nowhere nowhere yeah and here's why i think that's so funny from a producer editor standpoint they were like we would love to have given you a reason for this we would have loved to have given you the build up to this as to like maybe why this happened but Lindsay isn't miked so we had no context we don't know where she came from we had no camera on her because we actually didn't know where she was but then out she pops out of nowhere 
And suddenly she has sprayed all of them who are miked and uh, the cameras got wet and uh, we actually hated it. We were really fucking pissed off because she kind of ruined some stuff, but that's okay because it's crazy. But then she's going around and yes, it's a champagne gun. So like it's not hurting anyone. But then she's going up at close range to people who are not the brand ambassadors, to people who are like eating. And she's like, ha, 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 People are like, this isn't what I want. <laughs> she like, no, she starts with the guests. She starts at close range to some random woman who's like not like, you know, like these people can't even shine it on for TV. They're looking uncomfortable. <laughs> She has the champagne gun and it like it looks a bit like a machine gun. Like obviously it's it not does. a real gun. But it's huge and it's a bit scary. Like and also yeah. just I don't know, like climate of you know the world, like not just not great. No, like it's kind of one of those things where you need to be like in an environment where that's pretty established, things like that are gonna happen. Um yeah. Yeah, like I think. Her starting off with these random guests at close range. Is that where she started? I could have swore she went right for the brand ambassadors. But you know what? It's even better that she went for guests. Oh, like she was just darting in and out. Like she was kind of getting the ambassadors, getting the guests. But then she like lines them up. Lines them up. It's like kind of like their air is so tense. Why does she line them up? She's like, okay, get in a line. And she's like power hungry. And everyone is like extremely uncomfortable and upset it's like, too much it's and, like where did you learn this but then, then it was like it was like a plot twist because then right as she's about to go like the champagne i think runs out yeah but then panos reloads it with the new bottle <laughs> and like she's just spraying them they're all like oh like <laughs> everyone's concerned about their hair and they're like dressed for work it's not like if you're in a bathing suit you can just kind of like run into the ocean and run out but they're not that's not what they're and getting doused with champagne. It's sticky. It's gross. And also they're brand ambassadors. So how are they supposed to be ambassadoring their brand? Yeah. And like Paris is just like, I love when Lindsay has fun. Oh, he loves it. <laughs> He's sadistic. He is a twisted man. Yeah. I'm going to have to post a clip of her with that champagne gun because it was just like, it's something to behold. Like words can only do so much with it. And then she goes, I feel like Putin. Yes. And we're like, why? What? Have have you hung out with Putin? <laughs> Lindsay, talk about it. Why do you have all these Putin references? And it's like also at a time where she was like living in Dubai and maybe learning Russian or, or not. Exactly. Or learning Arabic and Russian and many other languages. Just like her accent. We don't know why she said, I feel like Putin. They don't like it. Or referenced him <laughs> twice in her twice. Like, Mykonos Beach Club. Uh, <laughs> I feel like she's texting Putin sometimes. I feel like she's getting business advice from time to time at this point. I think she's texting Putin as much as she's texting Oprah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was another thing, like on par with like all the Putin references is like her Oprah references. So like yep. back to when she's first meeting the ambassadors and like she's getting them to write down their intentions they all put it in a hat and they have to pull it out and guess like who said what um first we have aristotle our sensitive secure king uh he says that one of his goals is like to fight social anxiety and Lindsay says you know what 
fuck them all. <laughs> fuck them all. That's what I say. Fuck them all. And they're like, yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen that clip of Wendy Williams when she was like, shout out to people with social anxiety. I feel bad for you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> have you ever seen that clip? Okay. Maybe no. it's an obscure clip. Okay. <laughs> I just, it had that same energy. She's like, anxiety. Fuck them. Fuck off. You're like, okay. <laughs> fuck off. That's a fuck off. <laughs> like, you know, I haven't tried that in those situations. Just like, yeah. And then he's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they're all like, they're all writing their intentions and it's like, give great service, like be a great ambassador. It's blah, blah, blah. She goes to her intentions and it's, again, like it's a bit incoherent, but it's change the world, mm. um, gratitude. Mm-hmm. And it ends with always call Oprah. And she says, yep. she's my 911. And I'm like, De- mm, debate. And Oprah's like, yeah, I never answer anymore. Or like it's an assistant. Like, I don't know. I, I looked up when Lindsay, the miniseries was done. It was like five years earlier. Yeah. Um, I'm just like. So, yeah, she Oprah is no longer answering that phone call. I guarantee. Well, no, because I mean, the whole premise of that show was to like help her. And then. And yeah. Everyone quit, including Oprah, I think. Yeah. Oprah swore at her. I've never seen her do that before. Swore? Yeah. She was like, I think she says something like you need to get your shit together or like. Was that Fuck. in an interview? This was like during the whole miniseries. Maybe it was produced... I missed it. Um, It was like this brief moment where she was like, she said something like, I'm fucking pissed or you need to get your fucking shit together. So it was it was something I've never heard from Oprah before. But like it was when she was like, you're not filming. You are six hours late for every appointment, like where you have life coaches. You're not letting them in. Like she was actually pissed and she swore. And then. And then Lindsay realized, like, even in that moment, even how far gone she was, she was like, well, I've never heard you say that before. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe she, I didn't see the full miniseries. I don't know. You know, I've thought of covering it before on the show, but I'm like, it's too it's dark. It's, it's so dark. dark. It's so dark. But yeah, I mean, there was, again, it was kind of like Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club. There was a lot uh, going on. Yeah, <laughs> a lot going on. Yeah. So... Like the ambassadors are expected to, you know, they're expected to do a lot. They're expected now. She's there. That person is their boss. They're like, okay, this is great. Yeah. yeah, they're all like sprayed. And then like there's so many scenes also where they're not at work, but they're supposed to be at work. And like one of them, they go to this EDM show of this DJ that Lindsay knows. And like two of them, like Sarah and Brent are kissing and like Lindsay's pissed. Like she's like, you're supposed to be working. And the one, <laughs> the one person who's quote unquote working is Janita. And she's just leaning over to guys and going, have you heard of Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club? <laughs> <laughs> and Panos is like, yes, good job. <laughs> I love when Panos starts liking Janita because at first he hates Janita and I was very upset about it. But I like when he starts loving Janita. I like when he's like, she's very good. I love that part. Yeah. And Janina was like, really, she was really trying and she was very upset because she's like, I'm doing my best. They hate me. Okay. Now they love me. Yeah. yeah. But when, yeah, when she started to go up to guys in that random nightclub that was not affiliated with the Yeah, at all. (laughs) Yeah. Because what else are they supposed to do? Like, they're like, we don't actually know what this job is. So this is my guess. I guess you just want me to do this. Right. No, I know. And it's like, it's the same one. Like, there's a scene where they're having dinner, um, not at, the beach club like elsewhere and it's like very late at night and like Lindsay pops up out of nowhere and she's just like she yeah. asked <laughs> she asked one of them if they're tired she said just be honest are you tired 
And like May, one of the ambassadors, she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm tired. Um, and Lindsay goes, guess what? You don't get to be tired here. And they're like, OK, I, you asked if I was tired. So I I answered. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, like the lack of clarity on their job description at work is one thing. But then the <laughs> lack of what they're supposed to be doing when they're outside of work, but also yes. supposed to be working is yes. even more confusing. Yes. There are no boundaries. There are no um, rules. There is no HR. There's definitely no human resources whatsoever. There's no one to complain to at all. I think Lindsay's the HR. Like, I think yep. she... <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, as much as she talks about being hard on them, she also talks a lot about how sensitive she is and yes. how much she cares about them mm-hmm. and wants to nurture them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we talk about one of the most iconic moments in TV history? Um I think it's a moment that you brought up right when we were first chatting about covering this show, which I'm so glad you did. Um, it is where Lindsay, um, Ocean Conservation Lindsay, kicks into <laughs> action. <laughs> Marine biologist Lindsay activates. Um, <laughs> and like okay so this is what we mean this is like the jarring shift between like the ambassadors they're also like because i think they're just trying to find things to work with they're having little drama and kind of like dating each other a bit and they're tracking that but then yeah this is another beautiful moment Lindsay just pops out of nowhere um she goes to the back of the restaurant at her beach club and she opens up this uh what do you, what you call it? a cooler of full of ice and lobsters and she's very upset. <laughs> this is not a vegetarian club she goes, also. You can't put live lobsters on ice at Lohan Beach Club. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> she doesn't even take the tape off of... Oh my God. They have elastic bands on their claws. And she says, it makes me really sad. But then she said, then I realized I could do something about it. She picks them up. Still one. With- she picks up one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a whole cooler full of them. She takes one, walks, still with its its elastics, still with its elastics on its claws, puts it in the water. And it just first. No, wait. She walks it across the beach club. So like people are looking (laughs) like she has to walk past a bunch of customers. Puts it in the water. It sinks. It just starts sinking down. And she stands up and she goes, me saving lobsters, what do you think? <laughs> and then you just keep cutting back to it, still sinking down. She murdered it, is what she did. Which she, was going to be murdered, but you didn't do anything. I think even if, like, she took the bands off, I, yeah. I don't think that's how ecosystems work. Like, I think they need to be in their, their you know, habitat. Their very specific habitat. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it doesn't just go, like, swimming and it's like, I found my home again. Like, <laughs> Any water, like, is fine for this lobster. It's like, no, we don't. <laughs> also, this lobster is, like, has been on ice for who knows how long. But, yeah, she just marches it across her club and everyone's like, actually, that's probably what they're there for. You know, if you're at Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, you're probably there to see Lindsay doing some unhinged things. Yeah, they're things. like, let's see what happens now. I would get my money's worth. 10 times over if I went there and saw her just like marching a lobster across and like and like she references Ariel and it like it really yes. it like made me laugh but it also made me like a little sad because I remembered how hard she campaigned 
to be Ariel, like publicly. Were you? Oh, I didn't know. I forgot about that. Okay. So I was trying to remember. So I pulled up some of the things she did. There was like this couple of years where she was just really gunning for the role of Ariel. Like she started by just mentioning it in interviews. But then she like at one point she posted a photo of Ariel and Ursula and like she tagged like Meryl Streep in it. And she was like, me and you, Meryl Streep. Like, oh, no, I know. No. And like there were people getting cast. I think Leah Michelle was cast in some production. Uh, she kept commenting like, huh? Like when they would announce the casting for other actresses on Instagram. Uh, Brutal. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, but it's OK. Like. Other roles were to come. She was destined to be a star of Netflix Christmas movies. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> There's another moment that Lindsay has where they're on a boat and they're pulling up to the dock. But Lindsay doesn't wait till they get to the dock. And she just hops out the side of the boat into the water. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like she thought they were at the dock, but they weren't. And I think, like, I just, it's really mind-blowing. It's like she truly, she hops over the side like she's assuming there's land there. She hops right over, but it's water, so she just sinks <laughs> into the water. And they all are like, oh, my God. And so she, but then she acts like she meant to do it. She just swims over, <laughs> over to the dock, and they pull her up. And you're like, did you think there was land? And she did. It's like, it's or, just... or like my interpretation, like it brought me back to like my little raver queen days. Um, I felt like I was on M, like watching a lot of this show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just have a moment of being like, my body needs to be in water now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there was that element too. It's like, it just was so. There's just like crazy. Yeah. There's no thought to like, oh, my clothes are going to be wet later. It's just like, no, this needs to happen right now. Like, yes, because she was in full. She was full in a dress. Oh, yeah. She yeah. was in a dress. She wasn't fit it's, she in the water. She just she came to, out of that water and they were like, okay, there she's uh, okay. She wanted to feel the sensation of water and sand like immediately. Like I could not yeah. wait the minute or yeah. whatever it would take to dog. <laughs> that actually makes more sense. She was yeah. like, I'm hot. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i'm hot and i just like i want this sensation on my body like right now <laughs> um, oh, speaking of raves um you know we'd be remiss to not bring up like i guess the most famous moment from the show which is from the episode do the lilo and it's like it's from the gay pride episode and yeah like again i it just it brought me back to my hard partying youth. I was like, ooh, I was even getting like weird, just like, ooh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> when you're like, oh, full sunlight, maybe you should not be here. Actually, oh no, gonna dance it out. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh yeah, no, her face looked tweaked for sure. Yeah, but you know, she created an iconic dance for the world. Yeah. It's funny because they thought she was just going to dance a little bit. Like they thought it was just going to be like, well, Lynn's going to dance. But she's like, I have a dance routine that I do with my feet. Well, I think like what activated her was when like before that, when they did the choreography for oh, Rumors. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was like on the side, just like tweaking. And she's like doing the choreography <laughs> from the video. And she's like, yes, like. 
She's like, I have new routine. It brought back muscle memory of like her little routines. She's like, don't you worry. I have, I have new. And then I like when Panos goes, did you watch it? About on Instagram as if like they didn't know. He's like, yes, did you watch it? Yeah. On Instagram. Yes, they did. They watched yeah. it on Instagram. The whole world watched it. Um, but the she leaned into world. that. Yes. Uh, yeah. Do the Lilo. Yeah. And I mean, I, I want to say like that concludes Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club. Like, you know, if you never really like begin or end this show. <laughs> Can I bring up when Janita yeah. and Gabby fight and yes. Lindsay um cries because women are not supposed to hit women yes um but then it becomes a running theme when like then billy hits brent she has a soft spot for brent and it really freaks me out i know okay but then when they were supposed to fire may but they don't fire may they fire jules instead because for some reason they need to fire someone they hate jules they the most quiet nondescript person and cast. Lindsay says, God bless her and her Christian soul. <laughs> like she's not Christian, you psycho. She is not Christian. She's not Christian. She's not Buddhist. She's just she's just there. But the last episode where they're handing out the envelopes is one of the strangest scenes. It's like it's like the rose ceremony, essentially, like equivalent. They make them dance on a table for them. And they stand there and they look at them and then they hand out an envelope. And it's so confusing. They don't even know what the envelope means. Like Janita's like, is this mean I, I get it? Like, does this mean I have the thing? And they're like, yes. Then Lindsay at one point rips up one and she hands a half an envelope to two different people. And Panos is like, I knew Lindsay was going to do that. I'm like, do what? What does this mean? None of them have gone on to work with Lindsay Lohan. The I think it was brand. like I think it was like a Mean Girls moment, like breaking the crown up. Oh my god, it was. She should have given it to all of them then. And then I love how pissed Sarah was. Sarah was like, "Fuck this, I'm out." I'm like, I don't blame you. Like this was such a confusing show. The show loses the plot completely. I know. Panos and Lindsay become kind of like evil towards the end. It gets really dark. It gets really really dark. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a lot of just, yeah, power struggles between Lindsay, especially the female cast. Like, yes. She's very like, she like wants them to be powerful, but anytime they like show that, she gets very threatened. Yes. Kayla. Oh, Kayla. <laughs> Kayla became like symbolic of so many people that have ever judged Lindsay. Like she's even said, like, people like Kayla have always judged me. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh my Kayla. God. I- <laughs> <laughs> Kayla was not having it. So Kayla went on um I can't remember what podcast cuz Kayla is also a, one of the people on the challenge. Like I met her again like when I watched the challenge I'm like, "Oh, it's Kayla, the chick from Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club." She said that on a podcast she's like they did not show half of what happened on that yacht. Oh, I bet. I guess I at bet. one point Kayla was like like Lindsay had her like locked in a shower or something with her and was like, "You want your own show." Yeah, I know you want your own show. I know that's why you're here. And like, oh. wouldn't let her out. And then was like crying. And like, it was bat shit crazy stuff that they did not show. So it wasn't just like the conversation they showed. It was like unhinged, unhinged. My jaw is like on the floor. Like I, because mm-hmm. also like, yeah, she was so triggered by Kayla. Like at one point, uh, they're back at the beach club and 
Kayla's just like on her phone. Um, and Lindsay gets on a megaphone and she goes, attention, everyone. <laughs> Kayla's doing nothing and on her phone and like, <laughs> like she makes, she gets, she, she like calls everyone to look at Kayla. I was like, <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly no HR. Uh, yeah. Like Lindsay. Oh, she's, she's going through a lot on this show. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's had quite a lot of moments in the spotlight, good and bad. Uh, I did have to like pull up because there's like this moment that just lives in my mind where this is like outside of the show, um, where she like maybe was trying to kidnap a family, a refugee oh family. Oh my god, that fuck. Okay, I only like a couple years ago found out about it for the first time. It is well. <laughs> okay well, well like timeline wise i was like when was this in relation to the show it was one year before so <laughs> like i don't know how long it takes to like undo crazy but like clearly like that wasn't enough time that was one of the most confusing things so yeah should we tell the yes you tell it i'm not yeah i mean basically the long and the short of it is she <laughs> it's hard to explain <laughs> no i know i know i'm like she was accusing this family of trafficking but she was also kind of trying to traffic them okay i'm gonna back up so she's like she's on instagram live yeah by the way this is her own recording of it like it's her yes. own story yes. yes and there's like this family that is on the street like these two parents and these kids uh but she says, like, hey, everyone, I just want to show you a family that I met, a Syrian refugee family. I'm really worried about them. They really need help. Like, I'm not doing the accent, but, like, you know, this is, like, full on. It was on. a thick, the thick Lindsay accent. Come, come with me. Come. You must come. And, like, she then she accuses them of trafficking these children. And she's trying to get the kids to come with her. She's maybe speaking Arabic or maybe an unintelligible, like, language. Um, that, that was she not... thinks is their language. Yeah, like you're speaking like gibberish and like hoping it sounds yeah, like they're Arabic. like. Mm, and like, she's like, give me your, give me your hand, give me your hand. Uh, she says, this is not Arab. You are ruining Arabic culture. <laughs> and like this family's like the fuck, like fuck off. And she keeps advancing and won't let this go. And we don't fully see what happens, but basically, she is reeling because one of them hits her, probably because she's like grabbing them. Uh, no, no, they're she's literally holding and like trying to take one of the children away. She's convinced oh, yeah. that they're kidnapping this child. So she's taking one of the kids away and they have to be like, get away from us. Oh my Don't God. take our child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like then she's like, she says I'm she's in shock. She's scared. She's crying. Like, so like that happened like a year before this show. So that kind of tells you like where we were like the low hannesance was not upon us there yet, yet. No, no 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 um i do just want to like quickly check i know we've <laughs> we've been here a little while on this like journey uh but i was like okay i was like is this club open because i thought i saw a lot of reports that it was closed but then i saw other reports that it had opened and like their website's up and running because i've seen photos of the in club yeah, I saw other reports saying that it was open and I checked their website and it worked. I actually submitted. There was like a contact form. I was like, can I go to the club? I didn't hear back from them. But okay. I also checked like what about her other business ventures? Um, Lohan Nightclub Athens is like 
up and running. Uh, apparently, like on their Instagram, it was like <laughs> Fridays, pleasure. Saturdays, low hand world. Sundays, hip hop. <laughs> What? <laughs> what is what? Okay. What pleasure? I, low hand I'm world. Very. Hip-hop. I'm very curious. What more do you need in your weekend? Uh, I agree. I kind of that's. I want to go to all of those nights. Yeah. No. I mean, I would go for the experience. Well, actually, and then okay, I went really down a rabbit hole. I probably should have come out of it sooner. But I was like, what were people's actual experience of this place? And I went and like this place had glowing reviews, and I was like, oh wow. And so I read them. So it's called Athens. What is it? It's called Lohan Nightclub Athens. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Another one of her Greek club ventures. I think that's on my bucket list. (laughs) Should should we go? (laughs) I think we need to go. I think we need Um, to plan a trip. I know. Because apparently, yeah, she pops up every now and again. But like I saw all these glowing reviews and I was like, oh, wow, that's like a operating business. But then when I read them. All the positive reviews were all from the same month, October 2022. Oh. And it was all like, this is the place to be. This yeah, is the I'll... hot spot of town. Like, yeah. Okay. So they were all paid and like, yeah. Yeah. And then other people were like, or someone else wrote them. Yeah. The other other people were like, this club had a huge capacity and they randomly turned two of my friends away. Like, and then <laughs> <laughs> shit. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't actually know if we'd be let in because it seems like there's no like rhyme or reason to who gets let in. Okay, damn it. Other people are like, we're a big group. They turn us all away. I was like, this is a huge industrial club. It's like a mega A mega club? Okay. It's like a big, I saw photos of that. It's a huge nightclub. <laughs> Panos is running the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, no, I don't like them. No. <laughs> Lindsay's inside with the camera. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds accurate, though, actually. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. Um, but yeah, now fast forward to now. Um, Lindsay just starred in a Christmas movie, as we all know. What was it called? A Time for know. Christmas or some a Time for Christmas. Or like, it was like something like I don't know. It was like seasons for Christmas. A time no. for Christmas. <laughs> no, like I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I actually heard like it didn't have bad reviews. I don't know, but that was just amazing. If it was called that, I'm dying. But if it wasn't called that, I'm even happier. But it's a like you know that Christmas. genre, like that yes. genre. Of, like... Yes, <laughs> a Time for Christmas. I don't know. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, you watch it uh no i'm not i tried to did you was it good uh it wasn't my favorite okay well i'm not a big fan of christmas movies in the best of times so like but maybe Mm -hmm. oh maybe i'll give it a try i tried um yeah she's engaged um she said she's pregnant she's pregnant yeah so i wish we're here for it so much We're of the here best for happiness for her man peace success all the yeah. good things yeah. yeah yeah i only want her to be happy it's a it's a bummer that we have all this footage of her in a tough time because like i've gone through tough times where i would not want it on camera and documented uh but i'm grateful that we have this because i thoroughly enjoy it yeah. In a very unfortunate reality TV show way. But watching this again reminded me how it starts out hysterical, but then towards like the last maybe two episodes, I'm like, oh God, this was just, it completely lost the plot. What it was is they couldn't get Lindsay to do anything. Yeah. Like when Panos has to go um, 
they have to like go off site to have a meeting. That's when Mike gets naked and they get all mad. I'm like, honestly, you guys, this is telling me everything I need to know. Lindsay is like uncomfortable being out of the house. So she's like, we have to go back to the house. I need to do my drugs back there. And like, yeah. they're like, this is impossible for us to film at this point. And then they send Mike home when I'm like, aren't they leaving tomorrow? Like this. Okay, guys, this is just out of control. Yeah. Who is your favorite ambassador? Oh, God. Um, I almost want to say Jules just because <laughs> just because she did nothing wrong. They hated her so much from the beginning. And like, she was just confused. I don't know. Like, I mean, as much as I hated Brent and you're right, he's one of the worst people we've ever seen on a reality show. Like, I'm glad he was there for the plot. He did a lot. He gave a lot of content. Yeah, I'm going to pick Mike. I liked bisexual Mike, who was representing oh, yeah. all the bisexuals out there. And I really wanted to punch that Alex guy in the face. And he was <gasps> like, bisexuality is weird. It's like, whoa, dude, you little fucking judgmental jerk. What are you doing? No, I know. They had hooked up before. And Alex was I like, know. you're disgusting. Actually, that's super weird. I was like, dude, like, keep that to yourself. And he described the hookup. He was like, oh, I just wanted to get out of there. I just wanted him to leave. Gross. It's like, really? You're going to embarrass him like that on TV? That's so rude. He was such a little judgy prick. I'm like, bye-bye. You can go. And, and he ended up being boring. He was one of the people that Panos was like, he's just like boring. He's just like flatline. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. good. Yeah. Make fun of him. because I don't care sucks. about you reuniting with your Greek grandma. Your yeah yeah, your yeah yeah. I don't I don't give a fuck, Alex. That was also such a bizarre. Like, why did the producers send them to that? It was cute, I guess, but it was like, why did, the fuck did they do that? Like, why did they fun. send? Why did they send uh, Gabby and? What, it was so bizarre. This is so what I'm bizarre. saying. Like, they must have so much footage from the cutting room floor that I like need it in the show about this show. It would be like yes. this was our plan. For this day, and this is what actually happened. You're on to something. They really could release, like, the documentary of the making of <laughs> Lohan Beach Club. It'd be incredible. It really would. Like, yeah. them trying to call Lindsay. Like, Lindsay, where are you? Yeah. Are MTV. you coming? MTV, I've got ideas. Call me. <laughs> I'm available. Lindsay's like, Lindsay's not answering her phone for days, so Panos just keeps having to do all the interviews. And he's like, where is she? Oh, fuck. So she yeah. did. She did sleep in a cabana. I'm looking back on it. She just wakes up and her face is all disheveled. <laughs> Hair and makeup up. can only do so much in the <laughs> glaring sun. Like yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there are times where they have a shot of her just from far away. Like they don't even bother getting too close. They're like, "Hi, Lindsay," and she's like, "Hi," <laughs> just waving from a far off table eating like hello <laughs> Mike Dever anything <laughs> like finding a megaphone yeah no she is <laughs> <laughs> who gave her a megaphone <laughs> who gave her a baby <laughs> who hold? gave her a baby <laughs> just like holding it lifting it up I'm like oh god put it down put down a have baby you, have you ever been at an event that's like it says it's children are allowed but you're like you're there and you're like maybe kids actually shouldn't be allowed like, that's this that's this place because she talked a lot about how she was like it's child friendly <laughs> yes. I want this to be a place for families I want everyone to feel safe and this is like the place to be safe I was like but it's also like a party thing like Enter what? you with a champagne gun <laughs> shooting the baby in the face with the champagne gun 
<laughs> oh yeah, I forgot she she like took Jules down. Jules was like on the ground. <laughs> she couldn't wait. She was like, <laughs> she was like, she, she got me in my eye. Like she was like, her hand was covering her eye, like with the champagne. <laughs> She's like, perfect shot. <laughs> like Putin. They're like Putin. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> She made them line up so they could anticipate the pain coming towards them. And there was like a pause between like yes. them lining up and they were so all. They're... That's why I said like Ugh. firing squad vibes. Like, I'm sorry. It was just like very. No one was like laughing. Everyone was like, all right, let's get this over with. Like, OK, <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> and like they're all so relieved when like the champagne gun run out. And then Panos is like, ha ha. And Panos is like, oh, no, no, no. Don't worry. <laughs> You will be shot. Yeah. Evil uh, Panos. So glad he was yeah. there, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, okay. I'm like, this was... <laughs> <laughs> this was fantastic. I know. Um, I had so much fun. Yeah, me too. I'm like, <laughs> I like cried laughing. I'm like, what? <laughs> what was this show? Uh, I'm glad <laughs> we recapped. I feel like I needed someone like you, a seasoned professional, to try to, like, sort this out because you realize there's no sorting it out it doesn't make sense and that is why it's so funny yeah no it doesn't make sense um so for anyone who's not already a listener tell everyone where they can find you okay uh you guys can find me on any podcast platform she speaks bravo with emily hanks i'm also on youtube if you prefer the video option and i do have a patreon she speaks bravo with emily hanks and i'm on instagram at she speaks bravo and on tiktok at she speaks bravo amazing Oh my God. Yeah. I'm already following you in all the places. Okay. Love your pod. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much, Emily. My pleasure. I'm gonna have you on my next. Oh, please. Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by me, Emily Rose, hosted by the Sonar Network and edited by Solomon Krauss Imla. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave me a five-star review. See you next week. Au revoir, mes amours. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.